the first reading from the prophet Jeremiah, it's something that we have been hearing before. It's about the people of Israel who is going to, the people of Israel who are going to come back from, from exile, this time in Babylon. They were taken there in 721 before Christ. And these people are coming back with such a great joy because finally they are able to return to their land. And uh, the book of the prophet says that, so they were coming back, they were coming back with great joy. But if we pay attention to the details, there is joy, but at the same time, there is sadness. Imagine these people coming back from exile, coming back from uh, all this time of suffering, and they're going back to Israel, and they're going to be there. Imagine their memories. They have to live with the idea that they are not going to see many of the relatives anymore. Many of the people who they live with stayed there or they, were, uh, they died. They're coming back with joy, but their memories are coming back with them too. There is something beautiful in that reading is that uh, in the midst of them were the people who were sick, were the people who, who couldn't see, who couldn't walk properly. They are there in the middle of this big crowd. They were not left. They were coming with all of these people. Even, they, even though they walked slowly, they were coming. They were able to be part of the community. And what we see today in the, in the gospel with the blind man, remember that something that we have been saying before is that Jesus, when he cures, when he heals somebody, he's not just healing the body of the person, but he's healing his soul and he's healing his heart. This blind man, he couldn't be part of the community. If he was blind, he couldn't come into the temple to uh, make offerings to God. He has to stay outside. He was not part of the community. And in this gospel, I see three elements, three situations that the blind man is experiencing and then three actions that maybe will help us in our own life. So the first situation is that he is blind, right? He is blind. He cannot see, he cannot see the light, he cannot distinguish people. The second element is that he is seated. That's his position. He is seated. And that idea of being just seated, it means that he, he cannot move. There is something that impedes him to move, to, to go forward. The third situation is that he is, yes, he is seated, he is at the side of the road. The road is where people walk. Everybody goes through the road. Jesus is walking through this road, but he is seated at the side. He doesn't have a road. He doesn't have a way. He doesn't have a future. And why I'm naming these elements? Because it goes with many people who we know today. 
Maybe it's you, maybe it's me. The first thing is sometimes we are blind. Sometimes we, we cannot see clearly what's going on in my life, what's going on with the life of my children, what's going on uh, with the country. People are seated, people cannot move. There are people who are paralyzed by their vices, by their sin, by traumas, by, by different situations that happen in the world and in the lives of each person. And there are people who are just at the side of the road looking how everybody is successful, how everybody goes forward, but they cannot move. They stay away. They don't have a project of life. They don't have a horizon. They, don't have a, they cannot see a future for their own lives. You see, it's very related to our own human circumstances. But then this blind man... There are three situations, there are three actions. But the most important thing, let me go a little bit back, is that he was crying out, Jesus, son of David, have pity on me. That's a beautiful prayer that we can do every day, just saying that, have pity on me, Lord, help me. But he was crying out and crying out and crying out, and what did people do? Please, let us listen to the master. Let us listen to these words of Jesus that are so spirit and truth. Shut up. We want to listen to Jesus. Let us say our prayers. Let me go to my mass. Hopefully that's not you. But then we should learn from Jesus because Jesus said, Call him. Take courage. Get up. Jesus is calling you. What do you want me to do for you? Sometimes when we try to, uh, to ask for help or when we try to leave this situation of sin, maybe there are people who don't want us to do that. Maybe there are people who want us to stay in that moment of trauma. Maybe there are people who benefit from that because they don't want to see us happy. But maybe we see some people who are asking for help. Maybe we know people who really need help, but we are not looking at these people. Maybe we, are, we might be more judgmental. Oh, look, that poor guy. Look, that guy has no future. Look, that guy doesn't know what he's doing in his life. Well, we should learn from Jesus. Jesus, instead of judging this person, he said, what do you want me to do for you? What can I do for you? And he did three things, three actions. The first thing the blind uh, person did, he threw aside his cloak, his cloak, his garment. The garment, maybe he used his garment for, uh, I don't know, the, and at night it was cold during the day, maybe as a tent, or maybe he just put his garment there to get some uh, coins, some money from people who were walking by. But the garment is a symbol of all what is holding us back. If we have vices, if we have sin, if we have something that don't allow us to see clearly, that don't allow us to, to move forward, that's the garment. He threw it aside. He didn't want to deal with that past life anymore. 
It was a moment, you know, that happens sometimes in, in homilies or sometimes you're looking for answers and you don't find them. And at some point you have been hearing the same readings, the same homilies all the time. But maybe at some point, at some point there is a light. There is something that immediately changes the perspective. That's when we do that, when we throw aside that garment, that situation, that thing, that, that past life that doesn't allow us to move forward. Then, after throwing aside his cloak, he sprang up. I had to look what was that in the dictionary. I had no idea. So I connected it with jump. He jumped. He, 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 he sprang up. He, he moved so quickly towards Jesus when he called him. It was immediately. Sometimes when we think of changing our life, of doing something different with our lives, we think and think and think and think, and then we are like, no, maybe, no, I'm not going to do that. But this blind man threw aside his cloak and sprang up. He went to Jesus immediately. That's, that's the... And he, the third action is the same one. He came to Jesus. He came to Jesus. He didn't go anywhere else. He didn't go to Peter, to the disciples. No, it was Jesus the one who was calling him. It was Jesus the one who he, he was looking for. Sometimes we are looking for things in the wrong places. Sometimes we go to find help, to try to find help to the, the wrong people. People who don't love us. People who don't want us to be successful, to be happy in life. We need to learn how to see clearly who can we go. And in the end, it is Jesus Christ, the only one who can heal our wounds, who can heal our traumas, who can change our lives. He's the only one who is calling you maybe today. When, all, when the disciples come to this blind man, they said, take courage, get up. Jesus is calling you. Maybe Jesus is calling me today. Maybe Jesus is calling you. If we don't answer that invitation, that call, how are we going to be healed? 